for a night of pleasure he can't even remember? What a boob. That's right people, and welcome back to Films of Amigos. Today we're turning the tables on Wall Street with 2019's Hustlers. And joining myself is returning guest and resident film graduate, Jack, as well as the usual villains, Sam, Big Dan, and the Amigo himself, Francis Lee. Front hook. Ankle hook. Knee hook. From here you can do the carousel. The switch. And wrap. Minus 40% is 160. I just want to take care of my grandma. Maybe go shopping every once in a while. When I was a kid, I always wanted to work with animals. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> Wall Street, guys. You see what they did to this country? They stole from everybody. Hardworking people lost everything. And I'm one of these douchebags went to jail. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 23 of Films with Amigos. Um, this week's episode is a special treat. The resident film expert is back. Jack, how's it going? Hello, not bad yourself? Not bad, not bad. And as the resident film expert, you picked this week's film and you obviously went through the list of critically acclaimed um, outstanding films. <laughs> Why don't you just tell everybody what you picked? Um, I picked Hustlers, 2019's classic. Currently available on uh, Amazon Prime UK, if, if you've got it. And uh, why did you pick Hustlers? Um, sentimental reasons. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the sentiment there? What is the it's, sentiment? The, it's the throwback, isn't well, it, to when we went to the cinema to watch it? Yeah, that's it. I mean, Cardi B is is legendary in our group of friends. <laughs> Back before, you know, before Corona ruined our lives, we used to meet up quite regularly, get drunk, and the drunker that we got, the more Cardi B we tended to listen to. <laughs> Much against the will of some amigos, but not me. I was I was firmly in Cardi B's camp. <laughs> so um, yeah, so we obviously couldn't wait to see this film, Ben included. And uh, yeah, I think we all had a good time, right? Right? We did. We did have a good time at the cinema. Brighter also, times, does, guys. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, does, it does bring back memories of times COVID when you could go to the cinema and where you could popcorn you know, sit next to people and yeah. Just to just to throw everybody back to those times. You know, we were basically just fingering each other's mouths with Doritos. You know, <laughs> getting one of them nachos with cheese on it and just putting it straight in your friend's mouth. Fingertips included. Hey, hey mate, have a nacho. It's got a jalapeno on it. Straight, straight into your mouth, you know, tongue and brush against your finger. You won't even think about passing on a deadly pandemic virus. <laughs> no. Five what hands a time. dipping into one popcorn. What a time. Not even, not, they weren't the smell of alcohol sanitizer anywhere. Right at times. And one year later, look at us now. Yeah. Also as well, um, just while we're on the subject of coronavirus and hustlers, you know, when I was when I was watching the film and I was thinking about it, I was thinking, 
stripping is well and truly one of the industries that has suffered the most from, from the pandemic. <laughs> they thought the 2008 financial crisis was bad for the stripping industry, but they didn't see this coming, did they? No. Well, no. just just wait until Hustlers Two. <laughs> the return of people throwing Ramona. cash everywhere. But it's... I thought, how's this going to work in a cashless world? What, what is yeah. it? Yeah, contactless too. payments. <laughs> <laughs> Tapping debit card and butt cheek like that. Oh. <laughs> You're at is... your £45 limit. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen? Like, Ramona's going to change her name to Rona and be like, Hustlers oh, too, baby. Uh, you could no way to get in and that was poor. That was poor from the start, man. I should have interrupted it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't need a drowning out, but... <laughs> J-Lo just, will still just be there. Because you didn't 60 get it. year old. Oh, still fine. Yeah. She'll still be fine. 60 year old, rocking that pole. Yeah, because I mean, J-Lo in this film is, is, I don't know how far out from release it was, but at the point of release, she was 49. So she's, she possibly could have been 48, 47 when they were filming. Yeah. She's got some, she's got some good genetics, slash surgeons or whatever. But she doesn't like she's <laughs> oh, having it's, surgery. It's all real, isn't it? It's all real, baby. She's, she's old enough. <laughs> Fran, she's old enough to be your little sister. <laughs> let's let's get into it. Let, let's get into it. We've had enough. We've had enough fun ribbing the fact that Fran's just several decades older than Restaurus. <laughs> I just want to talk about that intro, the intro where um, where Destiny is. It shows you like a compilation of of the kind of clientele she's initially dealing with as a stripper. You get and, and my favorite is when she's just jiggling <laughs> on that old dude, <laughs> it's like just kind of vibrating on top of him. Ah, uh, the memories of Spearmint Rhino. Speak for yourself, bro. <laughs> Speak for yourself, bro. Waiting for, waiting for somebody else. Ah, oh, I remember. But, oh, no. Oh, yeah, you guys didn't go. Right. <laughs> how, how, many, how many memories of spinning right now do you have? <laughs> <A few. laughs> I think if, if anybody's a consistent listener to this podcast, they may have picked up several hints already that you are the shady member of this group. <laughs> 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 anyway, instead of, instead of instead of another podcast just like the last one when we did what we did in the shadows, where we basically hysterically laughed for an hour straight without talking about the film, I'm going to bring it back to the film. What about that first Cardi B cameo, Jack? She's in it like two minutes Ooh. into the film when she when she pulls the hair back and says, "Back off, bitch." Yeah, that that was a good that was a good introduction to her because I wasn't expecting it. I thought she'd. I thought she'd make like a grand entrance, but there she is, just on all fours. Yeah, it's good, <laughs> but then it's it's completely undone in the next scene where Cardi B is talking about um, they're in the changing room and like the persona and her attitude's completely changed. Like it's almost for, it's forgotten that um, Destiny's like stepped in on on like her turf and her clients. Well, she was she was the new girl, weren't she? So they showed. They showed like the the boss is taking advantage of her by expecting a bigger cut of her money. They showed the her fellow strippers 
basically just not being very nice to her, mm. like Cardi B. Um, as also, well as looking after her grandmother. You know, yeah. sure looking after her grandmother. Sad, sure sad after grandmother. I mean, I think it set the scene quite well. Yeah, it set, the, it set the tone quite well. You know, she was she was desperate, weren't she? Yeah, and then of course, you see her broken down. She's she's at the rock bottom. She's struggling in life, and then she witnesses. Um, <laughs> what's Jayla's stripper's name? Ramona. 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 Yeah, Ramona. Yeah, she witnesses Ramona's take to the stage. Um. Whole lot of butt cheeks, big hamstrings. You see all the legs, all the, all the, all the jello. She's been hitting the gym, and then you get to see all her pole work. She's turned, super turned. This is not creeper. And then, um, <laughs> but then, Just then you get, it. you get, yeah, man, she's done some deadlifts, well, no doubt. Yeah, it's it's impressive, isn't it? I mean, especially when you you take into account her age, it's impressive. You know, why yeah. not? Why not appreciate it? Oh, oh yeah. she's hench. She's she's super hench when she's on that pole. She has got some big shoulders. You know what I mean? I don't know if she can bench, but <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably more, probably more than Fran. Anyway, <laughs> she um J Lo. Then you get the you get that great scene where she uh, she takes Destiny slash Dorothy under a fur coat and. Uh, you know, and it's all a metaphor for her taking destiny under her wing, mm-hmm. and the old mentor relationship begins. The cigarette break on the roof. Yeah, yeah. Which is a theme throughout the film, really, don't she? She takes on, mm. she takes quite a few people under her wing. Yeah, she's a she's a classic, madam, isn't she really? Oh, she's queen bee. <laughs> she's, look, she's looking after looking after the women, but also as well, it's all part of the it's all part of the hustle, isn't it? Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. Great podcast content. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about Cardi B's next line? Then in that in that scene that you were just talking about, Fran, they <laughs> got got to be the line of the film. Jack take wants- us away. Jack, take us away with Cardi B impression. Impression? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> drain the drain the clack, not the cock. It weren't bad. <laughs> it weren't bad. And I can't believe Dan's going to do a better one, Dan. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. There's, there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I guess I can't another thing. Quotes on, quotes on hand, Jack, just without any notes. You're just, just reading them off. You're just they're ingrained. Oh, yeah. How can oh, how can you forget that one? That was like the key. That is the. Key the well, there, there is another one. Um, I feel like that one could also be like a poster. You know, like one of them, <laughs> one of them inspirational, like cheesy posters. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> like people, you walk into somebody's house and they've just got a canvas on the wall that says "Drain the clock now." The car, can you just like <laughs> words to live by? Yeah, fellow stripper, yeah. Um, Did you notice the difference though in uh, in J Lo's approach and Cardi B's approach? So Destiny was like really awkward on that pole, and J Lo's like, "Yeah, you're doing great." And Cardi B walks in and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" So like that just shows J Lo's character you know she's very nurturing very very encouraging where cardi b is just straight up straight up from the bronx <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> lot of attitude ramona's all about that um all about that that motherly oldest sister yeah. figure in she with through the film 
I was going to say that. Oh, so I was going to say that. I don't know if it's before. It's, I think it's before that scene, but Ramona's just heading off camera, and then she says, um, "I think it's just a comment to Destiny." She's like, "Oh, does money make you horny?" And she walks off. And I was just like, "What?" <laughs> I imagine at this point in the film, you've already seen J Lo do her stage routine, and you've already seen all other stuff. I imagine at this point, Fran, you already were horny. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be willing. I'd be willing to put oh, money on that the first first hour of this film designed just to make sure that just any hook, any, any girlfriends and wives who take straight men with them. <laughs> it's a film of two complaints on the way out. The the first hour, like you mentioned, is that it's the hook, isn't it? I mean, Ramona. Uh, it's Destiny's expression that says it all when she's watching um, J Lo or, or Ramona up on on the on the pole, and she's just in awe. And I'm just like. I think that's supposed to like encapsulate all the audience at this point. Like, damn! Like, we know J Lo's hot, but she's working that pole. <laughs> it is good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just knew that we were going to be hard. I, I knew it was going to be so hard to talk about this film. I'm watching it, and I'm just thinking, and I, I, I just know exactly how this is going to go. But... <laughs> Oh, this, I, is, this uh, is another reason that I'll pick this film <laughs> to hear these kind of comments from friends. I was going to say, it's not these kind of this, comments uh... from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. It. Like, it's just everybody that's watching the film just it's appreciation, isn't it, for the skill? What was Go it on, like man. watching this in the cinema? That's what. That's what I want to know. Well, I think I had nachos, so it was it was good. <laughs> he remembers it, was... it well. <laughs> um, I may have also got the milkshake. Not sure, but um, yeah, just you know, you chilling. was in your element. Then. Yeah, element. I think I was next to Jack, <laughs> watching this, munching, making loads of noise from all those crunchy nachos. It was good. What was oh, the but... rest of the audience like, or was it <laughs> not particularly? Well, let's speak. It is um, besides all the stripping element and it being. Very much a film about sisterhood. It is. It is very much Wolf of Wall Street, a style, you know, tale of um, tale of like crime, isn't it? Really, mm. I think. I think. I, I, in a serious, in a serious note, I don't think it's particularly a girly film or a film that's like about you know um, sexualizing women or whatever. I think it's more a bit of a blend of everything. Yeah, Which I definitely makes it the perfect film. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's got that kind of feel to it. Wolf of Wall Street kind of well, Martin Scorsese was offered offered the film to direct. He turned it down, but he was offered the film to direct. So that shows really that it, the writer kind of has that that vibe in mind when they were writing it, or the studios or whatever. Um so yeah, very like a female empowerment version of Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, because it is based off that actual real article, isn't it? At some yeah. point, yeah. cutting ahead in the film, there's obviously the woman's interviewing the characters to hear the story. But actually, that was like a real thing, weren't it? A reporter really did write yeah. that article. But on all seriousness, what is Lizzo doing in this film? <laughs> <laughs> Playing that film That's Lizzo. The dressing room. Yeah, Lizzo's who's, just there. Who's Lizzo? I, I thought there were some and a female in there. singer. She was. Come on, she was man. probably just. She was probably just in the area, weren't she? Because like, she had no purpose of, in that film at all, apart from the. Oh, fact it's just. That, it's like Ocean, it isn't it? You just got. You just got sticking a few cameos. Purpose enough, yeah. <laughs> I think Usher had that purpose of um, 
of they they remembered this final night this final great night before the crash and it was the night that usher came and everything was great and blah 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 that's usher's purpose really. but he was probably just in the area usher's well. is just to set up that line isn't it what's your name <laughs> usher baby usher baby <laughs> I'm surprised that she's in it because I feel like they just like went. We need a pop star who's like relevant in 2008. Mm. I don't think Usher. Like, <laughs> okay. I don't think I don't think Usher's think thinking, I don't, money. I don't think Usher thinks he's not relevant. I think he's probably got that much money and he probably could still draw a crowd. Can't he? I just think. I, I think, think like he's good that. pals with Jayla. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I think it's the Jayla influence. Yeah. Yeah. the fact that they as well have that whole scene and like you know closeness in there it's just it just feels like ah oh, it, it's almost a little bit jarring too because they're both like music icons in in that like kind of genre and stuff and then they're in a, the same film together but one stripping which you'd never think of and it's just <laughs> it, it's an odd thing but then it feels like it's it's put in there because behind the scenes there's just a good friendship also as well i guess you know a part of me secretly wonders would Usher legit act identically in real life <laughs> if he wants to strip club? Because he just walks in and he just, just throws like a handful of money in. I just think, well, if I were Usher, I probably would do that, yeah? I'd just throw money <laughs> yeah. for no reason because yeah, I've got that much money. Realistic. Yeah, I think it re- yeah, reflects him. I mean, you don't even go to a bar and get a drink, bro. He just, he just walks in, $200 in there, just throws it. Just going back as well, because it had eyes reminding me. It kills me that first scene where Ramona does a does a strip on stage on that pole and they're all chucking money. She picks up like a handful of ones, maybe like thirty, forty dollars. And the stage has easily got like another two hundred, three hundred dollars. She just picks it up and walks off. And I and I just wanted to know what's the next process in that. Is there a guy goes on stage and picks it all up and then like brings it to a you know, who counts that money? Because if, if you're that dude sat front row and you've chucked all them once, you could easily snatch them back up and throw them again. It, it reminds yeah, me of that like scene when... in Magic Mike where, um, yeah, somebody tries doing that, like seeing all money on the floor and trying to grab them all back up, you know, when they're in that mansion. No. What? <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I didn't, like after we watched and talked about it, I decided never to remember anything about it. But... <laughs> I just wanted to throw some reference in there. Oh, by the way, we have an episode on Magic Mike <laughs> XXL. Magic Mike XXL, yeah, let's be clear, it's not number one. And there's a similar scene a where scene. Um, they're in this mansion and there's a load of dollar bills. <laughs> but yeah, to, to answer your question, who knows? Maybe there's just this like specific Hoover that comes, you know, that, that they use and yeah, like, in between like Hoover. For, for specific dancers and be like, right, what's, you know, what's, what's in the tank is yours. Like, just take it all out and then we'll, we'll go around again when other girls finished. It is odd. When, when when's the first cut where he actually goes to the interview? Is it after the the scene on the rooftop? No, it's before no. the usher scene. It's um the the she talks about um these three types of Wall Street guys, and you get that whole thing of there's the there's like the the bottom feeder Wall Street guy where you can get all the money. Then there's the middle guy who's a bit cautious, and then there's the top guy who's like a sick pervert, aggressive, horrible dude, but you can get some legit money. And then, um, and, they, and they get that super slimy guy to to play him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, not in real life, but he kind of looks like it. <laughs> yeah, sleeps yeah. back as harsh, as harsh as it sounds. As harsh as it sounds, yeah, it does. With his hair slipped back and everything. And then yeah. you get the bit where um, 
I think it cuts then to the, you see the interviewer for the first time and she says something like, you know, well, when did things begin to change? And she then, that's when it goes into that Usher thing and she says like, that was the last good night. Oh yeah, because I've got it in order of, um, I think Ramona says to Destiny something about being um, a triple threat, that she's Asian, something else, something else. And then I put Julia Stiles. Like, we haven't seen her since like, born identity. Like, she, where's she been? And then know. drain the clock, know. not the cock. <laughs> I've not seen her in anything else. Yeah, that was a it's a random one. Oh yeah, Usher, and then ah oh, okay, right. And then two thousand eight banking crisis, which we can all fondly remember, as when we were all like, oh no, re- a global recession. This is terrible. And then after <laughs> we're like, at least we won't get another one of these in the uh, you know in the next <laughs> you know the cycle of economies. In ten years, we'll come out of it, and then we'll not get another one. And then we came out of it, pandemic hit, <laughs> back to reality, everybody. And that's what you know, and that's legit. Why I was thinking about strippers, I was thinking that you know they're struggling again. Two two recessions on track. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not fair, is it? Are they getting furlough pay? I don't know. Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> Fran, you know. If anybody knew, you would know. <laughs> Fran's like, I had to cancel my, my membership card. <laughs> my membership subscription. I don't think it got that bad, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is a, it, this is not a bit in the film where it, like, you, it, you know, it cuts. Um, you get she the 2008, yeah. Is. You get the 2008 crisis, and she's at some point picked up the boyfriend, and she's mm. pregnant, and then it just kind of cuts to she's already had the baby. Yeah, that was a weird time jump because you've you've got the 2007 breakpoint, then you've got a 2013, um, and it feels like it's a it's a film of two halves. You've got that intro bit, which is your standard intro to all the characters, setting up motives, some side, you know. Um, the plot with the you know her her mother that's ill and um you know making loads of money and then it not being legit um and then it cuts this bit where it's slicing like elements in between the interview and then, then the film uses like completely different like techniques especially with like the sound editing the mixing i don't know to me it felt like i it, I, I watched it in two parts as well so i watched the first half like an hour or so and then came to finish off i think that was I think that's intentional, though, because they wanted to show how good the days of 2007 oh, yeah. were and what yeah. what a shit show. But this, this is the bit that I like about and it. Also, the, the, the film centred around her relationship with Ramona. So those three years or whatever it was that she didn't see Ramona, they were not relevant to the article. Mm. Um, yeah. So, and they'd already, they'd, she'd already, uh, the reporter had already spoken to yeah. Ramona before speaking to Destiny. And she'd literally said to Destiny she wants to... She wanted her to fill in the blanks or something like that. So Destiny wasn't like the star yeah. of the article. Um, it was all about it was all about Ramona. Yeah, I think I think in the storytelling sense, it's a bit hard because obviously it wouldn't she wouldn't have just like it wouldn't have just been like a straight cut that she left the uh, the actual stripper place. She probably carried on working there, you know, until the baby bump started showing. She probably carried on working there till clients started dying out and the business started going down. But you can't really glamorise that in a story, can you? So it has to just do the triple cut 
Mm. So uh, the oh, baby's yeah. already born two years later, which is a bit jarring. But it makes you know it makes sense in the like the grand scheme of things. But this that's what the thing that I like about the film is the second half. Like the first half is like you know it's fun, it's setting it up that that you can almost class as like the like the, the chick flick element. But then then it gets serious. Then you you start to see and understand all the repercussions and um, where things start to fall down. You see that relationship breaking and stuff. And I think there's there's one scene um, towards like the latter of the film where it's just like one long cut of her running across, like trying to find a daughter after this accident. Yeah, then it just seems to like ramp up. And then that's what I mean about like they just start introducing things that they'd not done at the beginning half of the film, um, where. Um, interview audio is used instead of the main film audio and um, cutting off the sound and stuff. But we'll get into that. But it was uh, that's what I liked about it. I liked that there were these separate sections. Mm-hmm. I also enjoyed that baking scene. I don't know if we're up to. Um, oh, you you've you've skipped like ninety percent of the film. What? Yeah. No, because yeah, after yeah. after um, baby's born, and then you get you get a return to the club, and that's the that's another key part of the, about a character development and arc, isn't it? You know, she has to return to the club. She finds out, you know, most regular girls have been replaced. Um, like you know, the, the Russian the, girls. Yeah, the barmaid says, yeah, the, the Russian girls are giving blowjobs for three hundred dollars and all this, and then she she tries to give that guy she a dance. Three twenties. Yeah, she got free trick tricked for three twenties. Um, you know, and she's she feels degraded, and, and that she's you know she's she's really sold herself out. And of course, when she's at her most vulnerable and her lowest, just like she was at the beginning of the film, Ramona's there to pick her up. Ramona. You get the nice musical cue as well, don't you? Yeah, like the song in the background. There's some great tracks in this. Yeah, yeah, no, there's some some good tunes. I particularly rolling it back a bit where the um, the shopping for that escalated and then it's it's just they happen to put radio on it's Britney bitch and then they're just there and it cuts like an outside shot and they're inside show and I was just like oh, that's class. Classic. Yeah, no, it, it, it does. Have I might be, I might be wrong here, but I think they I think they used songs from the year that it was uh, that that it was set in for the film. So for example, they used. That it's Britney Bitch song in the 2007 side, and then later on in the 2012, no, 2011, 2012, whenever it was, they use more, um, more up to date songs as well. So I think that that was a, an indication of of what year it was as well. I might be wrong there, though. No, it makes sense. Right seems, seems no, I bet, yeah, if you look into it, I bet it's yeah, it's stuff that's relevant to that time period, making it more accurate, but. I think we've we've skipped past. Um, we're talking about Destiny's character development and everything, but we skipped past that of J Lo as well. Um, how she we're introduced to her daughter like pretty early on because I didn't think initially when I first watched it, I didn't think she was a character who was going to have a daughter or any any sort of responsibility. I thought she was just in it for the you know for the hustle, but she's she's doing it to support her daughter really, isn't she? And she's got ambitions of. Um, starting a, a swim line. Oh, swimwear, yeah. Um, the denim swimwear, and it'd be more comfortable the wetter it gets. And... That was it. Well, no, it. You even made that sound creepy. You even made that sound What? I'm sorry, Also, bro, when but... she's like, when she's saying about the design, and she's, yeah, and I got this guy to mock it up and it's like the smallest piece of paper. 
Like, yeah, look at this. I'm just thinking of the graphic design he's going to have been doing on that <laughs> frowning collaboration with JLo on graphic uh, design for a brand. Can you imagine? I can. <laughs> I, can. <laughs> I don't want to, but I can. <laughs> what, maybe the keyboard light, right? Just move that. Yep. <laughs> I want that color. <laughs> yeah, and actually, this font's Pantone 854C, <laughs> which you'll actually see is actually quite darker black. It's just it's not your standard conventional aerial black. <laughs> That's you. What? That's you. What you want that? <laughs> that, that impression was spot on. Yeah, I think that that's oh, that whole uh, swimsuit design bit. Obviously, that that feeds quite well into the whole how they might have fallen. Because then you in um, Ramona's character development, you get the thing where she she managed to get a job in in a retail store, and she's um, she's folding jeans and that and everything. And it's you know it's it's far away from the dream she wanted, and the the boss is um, absolutely smashing down on like a. A big subway sandwich, or something. He's like, mm-hmm. he's he's over exaggerating the eating of that of that baguette. He's going absolutely nuts on it. But then obviously this... that, that that's the promoting why she decided what to do, what she's going to do. Yeah, I think that scene as well kind of sets up the whole. I think she's quite. Oh, she's previously been used to being in charge, so if she were to ask for something. I think she'd just be giving it. So at this point, it's like, hang on a minute. She's also realizing just how much of a, a dick a boss can be. Um, and especially when it's, you know, she's using a daughter and being like, oh, it's because of this reason. And he still doesn't understand. And it's like, no, hell no. I'm not accepting this. If, if one of your staff asked that, Jack, what, what, what would be the response? I'd be like, hell no, do it your own time. <laughs> <laughs> Stop interrupting my sandwich. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get over that. That, that guy's just Councilman Cam in Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, who's he? He's got Cam. That's all I could think about with it. <laughs> Parks and Rec also available on uh, UK Netflix. Anyway, um, I'm not getting Sorry. paid by Netflix, but I feel like they probably should. Netflix, give us money. Give us some cash. We have some listeners we will not disclose the volume <laughs> but um yeah they get obviously she they get into that for whole thing about what she describes how they go fishing um where what well, you know that one room picks up one guy in a bar and then this guy somehow just obviously don't believe his look when the girl then invites her three friends over for the drinks and uh, they start they start unfolding. Yeah, her sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they always go with that line for some reason because because men are so stupid and so <laughs> driven by the penises. At this point, they won't even question how a Latino, you know, a Black American woman and a Caucasian American woman are all somehow blood relatives, even though they've also got an age gap of about twenty five years. <laughs> At this point, they're just so blind to attractive women. They're just like, yeah, woo, <laughs> sisters. Well, JLo, is, um... J-Lo sees the um, J-Lo sees that that woman, the blonde woman. What's she called? I want to say Annabelle. Yeah, Annabelle. Um, sees her in the in the changing rooms crying. So again, takes her under the wing, you know, in typical Ramona fashion, but turns it around straight away. Do you want to go fishing? So she 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 seems like you know someone who's who's struggling, but kind of tries to use her to her own advantage. You know, she's a pretty blonde girl. Um, the guys will really go after her. I can use, I can utilize this, like how she she said to 
uh, Destiny very early on. She said, you know, you're a triple threat. You're, you're, you're young. You're Asian. You're something else. I can't remember what she said. No, she. She knew. says you're a new girl. Yeah. 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 She she always sees the business opportunity in her, uh, in her taking under the wings of people. I guess. She's a hustler. She's a hustler. <laughs> right back at the title. But um, that crew she puts together. Um, I, I love that first initial crew because they they have the bit where they they um, nearly kill Gary, <laughs> and um, Gar- they give Gary the drugs <laughs> and he's like, he's he's not he's not he's not looking right. And he looks shady for a moment, and um, and that girl goes, "We love you, Gary." <laughs> She's like nearly dying, and it absolutely tickles me. I just thought that was so well timed, and she delivered it so right. She's like got this little nervous shakiness in her. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's that bit when you see some quite ruthless Ramona characters as well because they're like you know slapping him and stuff and he kind of like goes like dribbling his words and she just oh, takes his wallet out and he's like which card mm. yeah like which card which card and you know and it's all about you know because she says doesn't she? she says like fuck these guys that's just like essentially the motto that she starts to run with yeah like, it could be he could be innocent and, and not have been involved in that and she's just she don't care then because then she's got that soul Object well, of like, getting if, the money. If we don't do it, if we don't do it, somebody else will do it. So she's got that mentality going. Yeah. You know, she... She's the predator. Yeah. True predator. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's not the first time, is it? There's a few other instances throughout the film where you're like, damn, you see that rage come out, and mm. um, even towards her own her own group, she can be quite ruthless. Yeah, yeah, but she always has a soft spot for people. I mean, that's one that's one of the key things mm. later on. Mm. But I know you guys wanted to talk about it. You, the uh, the whole drug cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, well, I think it's a good. Uh, it's just a good moment where they're they're bonding over something that's. I don't know. It just makes me think of like randomly like Breaking Bad, but it's the, it's the it's the girl version. It's just the girls just having having a, a laugh, cooking, trying to get like the perfect recipe. And, yeah. The 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 ketamine and MDA MDMA just trying to like find the right balance that they because they're, they're trying to be secure as well so they're not just trying to like they're screwing people over for the cash but they want it to be safe so that's that's Destiny's angle um, in order to do that that's where they kind of that's where that scene comes from so it's, it's to show that she's considerate and trying to do it in such a way that it is it's going to be safe and and not be risky for the guys or them. Um, and love that, like that kind of like backfires later on, where it kind of takes a turn and stuff. And but I just thought this scene in particular, I just thought it was a yeah fun little little break from from all the other drama that's going off. Yeah, it's just the moment when when it cuts and they both have been knocked unconscious, <laughs> and then they're like, "Let's try an oven." <laughs> but it's like Ramona's quite... smoking, and it's just it's just cool. Like it's just a really cool scene. I didn't quite get whether that was trying to be funny. As in they were like kind of naively doing it, or whether it was kind of be funny, like they did it on purpose. How do you mean? No, no, I think it's supposed to be like naive, isn't it? It's I supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because they're mixing it, then they kind of like taste it like you would food. But I, I just didn't give away. I couldn't understand whether it's kind of be humorous in a the sense they were just like, oh, naively like going, oh, yeah, tastes all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, whether they were like, oh, let's just do some drugs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I get I, it because I, I guess it. I mean, I, I, what what does the perfect uh, 
you know, essentially date rape drug. That's what they're kind of making, aren't mm. they? It's like, well, how, yeah. what, what does what does that perfect formulation taste like? <laughs> no one knows. You're saying that J Lo's comedy acting didn't you uh, convince you either way there? Don't I mean, it was just a strange piece of comedy. That's yeah. kind of it was. was a lot more absurd than the rest of the the rest of the film. Yeah. Still thought it was funny though. Still thought it was entertaining, but it kind of took me out of the moment. Stands out a little bit, doesn't it, against the rest? Yeah, it does. Thinking about it now, it does. It does stick out a little bit compared to the the comedy yeah. in the rest of the film, but it still works. I don't know if I'd looked away as well, but just just before then, and we we're on the the drugging phase, that montage. Do they? Because I'm making some notes, and I remember when I was watching it in the cinema, like one thing that did make like tickle me that was that same shot of the girls strutting in. Ah, oh, these are my sisters. Ah, oh, these yeah. are my sisters, and it's like Jailer. Again, the you know the alpha leading all the girls, and it's this, it's this catwalk strut, but it's like yeah, I mean it's like it's way too intense, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look, look, look. I was I was gonna say the sentence: if you were that guy at that bar and they were strutting towards you, well, oh, you'd be a bit freaked out because so, some guys are like, nah, I'm all right. Like this is weird. Mm. But if it were you, Fran, that you you'd be like that. You'd be like glug glug glug, <laughs> drinking all cocktail, we all drugs in. <laughs> And then you'd be like looking at your bank account. I've been robbed, and you'd be like, "Anyway, back for that round two. Well, no, I'd, I'd get that phone call next day, and it'd be like, "But you had a great time." I'd be like, "Did I? <laughs> what? Where's the where's the phone like me? The... <laughs> what? I've got nothing to show for it. Cool, great. <laughs> well, one for the yeah, no. one for the guys. It is, but it, but it's struck. funny. Like it's again, it's. It's quite a, a serious and dangerous thing that they're doing, but the way that they, that particular scene is framed, similar to the, the the making the drugs, it's like there's just that comedy element, but it's it's not overacted or or they're not being silly, but it's just I think it's just shot shot really well. Yeah, because it because it, 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 it tries to quickly build up the momentum of the criminal operation, doesn't it? Before it introduces the old outsourcing yeah. element. Mm. Well, I think that works because they've already. You kind of already have sympathetic motives for the characters, don't you? Yeah. You know, you can, you can sympathise with their, their plight. It's not just like Wolf of Wall Street where they're basically just all bad people. Mm. See, I think they are oh, all bad would... people, really. I wasn't rooting for anyone in this particular. Not even no, Destiny. I, yeah. no, not even no. she's been interviewed and thinking... You, you... No, what were, was, what were a grandmother as... doing with all that money? Yeah, she was as bad as the rest of them. Like she, she rinsed that guy for a new laptop when she could clearly afford a laptop because yeah. of the. Oh, Dan, how many laptops have you bought for people, mate? Because you're sounding like this is like a bit personal. <laughs> <laughs> Why went they out for the bulls? Dan's Dan, like, I bought them that laptop. <laughs> Dan's like, I'm sick of buying people Apple bags and not getting my dicks. This is an expensive hobby. <laughs> <laughs> but the the guy who bought her that laptop, did you see later on though when she phoned him and yeah. did you see his house? Yeah. He had like a sauna, swimming pool. I don't feel bad for him for him buying her a laptop at all. You know, it's just pittance to him, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, but that's can... Ramona's attitude, Jack. And you know yeah, I didn't want to say it, but you are Ramona. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you are the Ramona of this group. <laughs> They did. Um, they did pick their people quite quite well, though. They said they always look for a wedding ring. You know, if um, if they if they're out looking for people, look at their suit. Yeah, look at their watch. Look at their shoes, and then look at the wedding ring. Um, so these guys wasn't 
I was just going to say so, that that was before they started drugging him. Though. That was when they were. That was, the, that was before they started drugging him. Yeah, that was before they started drugging him. But that made me not feel sorry for the guys at all because they were, you know, they were married. They were up to no good. Um, and they, and they had nice shoes. And they had nice shoes. Um, but then it just escalated from there when they when they obviously weren't getting the success that they wanted. You know, some guys were you know wary, or some guys just didn't want to didn't want to partake. That's when they upped the ante with the with the drugs in it. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously you you get that great scene where they're um, really reaping the the rewards of their success. They've got the extended crew, and they're, um, they're having the Christmas gathering, and they're handing out all these crazy lavish gifts in Ramona's um, this, apartment. This was the worst scene. scene. This was the worst scene. It is it is a bad scene because you know again. What does her grandmother think she does? Mm. Does her grandmother know <laughs> what's going on? Because one, she's been getting like wads of thousands of dollars without question. How much debt did this grandmother develop over years as well? Because she said she paid her grandmother's did... debts. I mean, what did she owe money to? Loan sharks, the mafia. What she did was Wouldn't it be like this yeah, grandmother you know, get his life? As she... a... When they mentioned like being an immigrant and um, maybe she's paying like medical bills because... The grandma as well surely must have known that she was reaching end of life and just wanting to enjoy it alongside her daughter, perhaps. Granddaughter. Granddaughter. Daughter's, daughter's long gone, isn't it? Mum's runner. Oh, that was it. Yeah, I remember now. There's that weird one-second shot of the car driving off, but then it re- returns to it in a flashback. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's just to pay off medical. I'm not buying it because no. later on, grandmother's like, "Ah, oh, we're dancing with Frankie yeah. Valley and all that. Give me them pearls." <laughs> and it's just like, "What?" She's asked the question, didn't she? Um, if Frankie Valley showed up at your wedding, would you would you take him or your husband? And she'd be like, "Yeah, what car are we driving <laughs> off in?" So you know, I think she's she's probably lived a life as well. She probably lived a, a good a good life in her youth. Yeah, yeah. they must get it from somewhere. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Judgmental. All right, Jack. So everyone's in the family. It's basically what we're all. <laughs> Jack's also got business because working. He's like working in retail, and he's like, "Well, I didn't just pull a Ramona and just bail on we one in shop. <laughs> <laughs> Go and start drugging people. I can't have Fridays off. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's also. Um, I don't know if it falls before that scene or after it, but it's. This is when I think the film started to like introduce those different elements. But there's a scene where the girls climb into an Escalade, so they're spilling out the bar in like the right hand side, climbing in. But then the camera cuts behind the car, and then we're outside the club. That is that that transition from the bar to the strip club, and I just thought that was like a really smart like bit of editing. Don't know if anybody else noticed that one, but the only shots are those. Yeah, it's very slick. Yeah, yeah. It's very well made. Yeah, with like them, it started with a really like long one take thing where it's just like her walking out from the dressing room out to the to the stage when they're being introduced. It's like a really long yeah. shot there, and then same again. I think you already mentioned Fran when she's walking across to drop her daughter off at school, and she's got like blood on her stomach, but she doesn't even realise. And everyone, yeah, it, it's it's like um, it's like something out of a horror film. She's just stumbling across. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just this is where I'd not, I'd not noticed the the long shot earlier on, but then I, I, from this point, I was like, oh, they, they are doing some like just interesting bits. It's not just your kind of like standard run of the mill thing, and that's like with the 
from like the visual side, but then later on, it's the sound. Like when it gets to the interviews and stuff, it's like there's some really really smart bits. So, uh, no. a long shot pretty pretty early on in the film I think it's with uh, Gary when J-Lo finally gets his, his credit card and she like kind of struts to the bar and she walks through the curtain um, and you know, oh, yeah. the credit card that's that's a long long shot as well hmm. when you're talking about the interviewer as well how that how they use that to cut the film there's that great bit when they've got, they're having the Christmas scene and they're all a great joy and she's giving it like the, the uh, mink coat or whatever it is and then you just get the cut of the interviewer's voice over the top going let's get back to the drugging and they just like <laughs> forget all that Christmas bullshit <laughs> the story's about you robbing people it's not about fantasising all the good times Dan's favourite bit just just cutting for Christmas right back to action here we go yes yes <laughs> I do like um, in terms of, in terms of character arc and, and and Ramona. I do like how inevitably the downfall and, and the final chapter of the film starts to develop with the fact that Ramona can't help but have a soft spot for broken people, and uh, you know uh, Dorothy Destiny does not want junk, the junkie girl on the crew. Mm-hmm. She says she's a drug addict. I don't want her in. But Ramona just has that as that soft spot for trying to for trying to help people. And she's constantly she bailing her out. Inevitably get, yeah, gets her involved, doesn't she? I think as well you can say Ramona gets kind of caught up in like the same greed she was kind of almost like rebelling yeah, against as well, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that bit when she says like how many um how many airline miles has he got? Because they're just they've like drained all the cards. <laughs> and um she's maxing out like that guy's card and it's got like fifty thousand dollar limit in it, and she's just going absolutely max it and she's like, What? Disagrees with them, so they have some disputes on how they're going to handle it going forward. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously the great scene where Mercedes fucks up with uh, the naked, naked guy. guy. Naked guy wiener, 2013. Yeah, I mean, you do get like a straight up big old dick shot, don't you? you know <laughs> I was mean? like, what? We've only seen like two pairs of boobs. <laughs> 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 this is not compensation. <laughs> not equal. <laughs> I mean, did you miss the first 10 minutes of the film or something? I, <laughs> I saw it. Two Yeah, but for Fran, they've got to be through all the way through the film. <laughs> they, were, they were all the way through the first 10 minutes of the film. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, it did catch me off guard a little bit, like full full frontal nude air. I didn't expect from either gender. And you just they just they just slap it later. I didn't expect anything. Against his knees it was all... A couple of times. Like, I know it was I'm pretty sure it is... But... Um, a prosthetic, according to IMDb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. According to how many times you paused and zoomed in. <laughs> Great pervert, man. Leave the actor alone, eh? i got to check if he's real. You think, you think fan screenshot them shots of J-Lo on stage? Yeah, sure he did. Sure he did. But it were done tastefully when he did it. It's for the artwork, isn't it? It's for the Instagram. <laughs> just five separate shots. It's just going to be five pole. slides of J-Lo. Like, oh, this is a really good pose. What an angle. Look at this. She looks so good. <laughs> Eight out of ten. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I didn't. If anybody listening, I didn't mean to bring it back to that. I didn't mean to, <laughs> to let Fran go out here again. But... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. that whole bit, though, where they've got, where they've got the, the naked guy in the car... That's so good because <laughs> the blonde girl's like spewing in front. <laughs> She's like, and, and just like that. The, this is where you get like a true taste of like how how ruthless uh, Destiny's become. Oh, Dorothy, 
sweet Dorothy's become like you know true a true boss, hasn't she? At this point, she's not bothered. Yeah, take, she stays take calm. Control. Yeah, so it takes so much control. And I love the bit when they pull up to the hospital and she's like, "Come on, help, help me get him inside." And Mercedes is like, "No, no, no! I thought we we're just going to leave him here." And she's like, "No, we've got to take him inside." She's like, "No, I'm not doing it. Fuck it!" And just runs off. <laughs> yeah, just she's like running bike. up in this like skimpy <laughs> outfit with her ass cheeks and that bouncing, and she's trying to get out of there. <laughs> And then, uh, and then Destiny, Dorothy, she starts crying, you know, yeah. oh, my husband. <laughs> and as soon as he's gone, she's like, yeah, fuck him. Then. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, the whole <laughs> thing just drops. The actor's gone and she's now like super pissed because Ramona's not there. She's yeah. busy barely. Yeah. The scene that follows that, the scene that follows that is the one where, uh, with the long shot, with the, with the getting back home, going to get the little girl. Yeah, this is. Taking it to school with the blood. Yeah, this is, um, where it just seems to like it, switch up a notch and become something a bit yeah, different. It's 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 turned at this point, hasn't it? Yeah, it's definitely a scene as well that's against high heels because, um, <laughs> you know, she's trying to run across that lawn in them in them massive heels, and it's just like, oh, if only she had a pair of trainers on, you know, she'd have doubled that time. <laughs> that scene render reminds me of um, the intro to It Follows with that girl in Midlet Street. Just this weird. Camera turning, panning, following her across, but it's just random. Also, after that, so she's because um, she does the school run, and then she's looked by, um, she's kind of looked down by those women outside, isn't it? Because they spot like that she's she's got blood on her and stuff, and um, Destiny's just like, ah, I've just got to get my daughter to school and then head home. Um, but she's just hit with the double whammy, isn't she? It's it's the been late for a daughter, and then when she returns to the house, my grandmother's died. And then you're like, oh shit, like now it's got real. Like everything that she'd been putting in place to like help her and pay for her and stuff, then it's all just. Well, you know, also they they just need that, that one last um, reason for her to, to go back to Ramona, don't they? You know, she, they, she, 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 she's, she gravitates back to, to Ramona whenever she's at her lowest points in her life. And at that moment, she, you know, she, previous to that, she said to her on the phone, like, don't ever fucking call me mm. again. She's, like, so angry. And then her grandmother dies. And, then she you needs know, her again. Where, where, where does she yeah. go? Yeah, she needs her again. There's a bit after this where I think Julia Styles or um, what's she called in this film? Christine or something? Charlotte? I can't remember what her character name is, but Julia Styles. So she's interviewing her and she's, they're talking about Doug. And then there's, like, a beep. Like, there's yeah, just this really cool. Stupid. That oh, was yeah. stupid. Oh, I, I quite liked it because this is where you started to see like the films now kind of switch to um, Julia Styles' perspective um, or, or kind of hit Julia slash Destiny and they're just introducing these like audio, like little cl- like cues and stuff to kind of mix it up a little bit. So it's it starts off with the beeping of his surname, which is weird and like completely unexpected, but then it, it kind of like transitions off to the section or the scene where she's sat in front of Julia Styles, she's pissed off that Julia's suggesting that Ramona's spoken to her and she wants to find out because she's starting to the rage is building again. Like she's spoken to you and then she starts getting upset. Um and she wants to end the interview and when she pushes stop and the whole sound to the, the movie stops as well. Like I thought that was it was so abrupt but then confusing, but then it was just to me, I think it reinforces the realism because it's, yeah. it's a true story. And 
for me when they beeped out the name, I was like, oh shit, you know, yeah. legal reasons yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But it made made you think, you know, um, that's a true story. This actually happened. Okay. I think it's as well. It's to pay homage that it was the article, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, they did appear as like an article for a magazine. So I feel like that that in those like audio cues pay homage to like the whole process of actually the original story. Yeah. But then that, that did... but you thought it was stupid. I thought it was stupid. Okay. <laughs> it's like, have they done it? I couldn't tell if they'd done it deliberately. I thought, have they just let this go through and they couldn't be bothered to like cut to a different shot where they could dub a different name in or something? I thought, uh, but I like it. Just... It's strange because they have changed the name of the character. So yeah, I don't, so I don't, I don't have no idea. Of it's just so why dubbed it. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe it's like the mystique, isn't it? Like, like Uma Thurman's character in uh, Kill Bill. It's like you know. It's just. Can't know the name of the character. Mm. Ramona's a stage name, and that's all she goes. All you're going to know her by for the entire film. I, to be honest, at this point, I didn't really care because um, I I was just kind of just you're thinking back just, to what first half, what first third. I was just thinking <laughs> that they said they made hundred grand in one night, and I was just thinking, yeah, what I do hundred grand. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, like. I'd have bailed out so early. I'd have done like two or three nights and just been like, "All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm <cool."> disappearing." <laughs> um, ladies, yeah. Well, she said she said, didn't she? At some point, she said um, she keep she kept thinking there was a magic mm. number. You know, once she gets to Greed. a certain, once she saved a certain amount of money, then she can she can stop. But she never actually, yeah. never actually did stop. And she must have earned some mega bucks, you know, enough to set her up for life. Yeah. So she could have stopped, but. Enough. Well, I think the problem is that they're spending it all, aren't they? As well, you kind of get the sense they're just oh yeah wasting it all away on. Well, they they said something along the lines of they they invested it in themselves. So basically, they just went out shopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dresses and shoes and stuff. Which I think I think it makes the characters less likable. But at the end of the day, it's, it's probably it's quite realistic. Yeah, it's, it's exactly <laughs> yeah, it's what prob- you're doing. It's probably well, not right now. I mean, Amazon well, would be the amount of deliveries that you'd be having would be insane, but. Um, there's a point where yeah, it just yeah, there'd be um, a complete shift. Um, we would not be able to go to shop unless you just went to Asda all the time, but um, it's just not quite the same. <laughs> I've just got this vision of J Lo and Asda just just throwing notes like, oh my god, so much money. <laughs> Just walking, just walking down crisp out. Ah, I don't even look for promotional offers anymore. Just pick whichever one tastes best. What? <laughs> I'm going straight walkers. I'm not getting why they, why they're Asda, they're waitress or something. They wouldn't even just get straight past Asda. They'd be like, right, where can I just spend obscene amounts of money on food? <laughs> Surely it's got to be like a, a Marks and Spencer shop then. Like it. <laughs> I'd, 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 I mean, we don't want to get into this because this podcast is about the film Hustlers, but actually in terms of, uh, you know, retail prestige, I do believe that Waitrose, uh, Waitrose Ocado is at the top in there, and then it's got to be Marks and Spencers, then it's got to be Sainz, so and then it's like Aston Morrison's, see, Tesco's um... are all equivalent, um, then you get like Aldi, Lidl, and then obviously then you get corner shops. <laughs> so that's where you'd see, you know, Destiny, Ramona, Mercedes, and Annabelle just like, what? Strutting, strutting down that meat aisle, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just picking. Anyway, anyway yeah. we're going too much into what kind of steaks they'd get. 
Um, no, Dougie. Let's go back to Dougie. Dougie beep. Dog beep. Dog beep. I, yeah. I do think this is where it starts running out of steam. I think the film. Yeah, it's getting it's getting towards the end now. Yeah, it? but I think yeah. it's a, it's th- a think... great way of setting it up. I think I th- just that, that that little flashback to Doug and how she how she explains that he were divorced, his house burned down, mm. they both bonded over the children. His he's got an autistic son, and it's just that thing that for Dorothy that it was that um, seeing him as a person that started to change her perception of what they were doing. Yeah, it's and the phone call as well, but also not enough to stop. The one where so you've seen Ramona handling um, the the day after call, um, but now it's Destiny's turn, and she's having to explain like, but you loved it, you had a great time, and then you can tell like the regret, um, like her sympathy for the victim and stuff, and you're just like, oh, she's a completely different person to Ramona, um, and you can tell that she's like questioning what she's done, but um, then it's this is where you just see another flash of Ramona's character and and that rage that she has like. If anyone's going to start, you know, unsettling the um, or upsetting their like process, so she just like get rid of, you know, end the call, and then she's dropping down onto the floor and just grabbing the phone off her, and, and it ends with the um, the line like "ungrateful bitch," and then walks off, and it was just like, "Damn, Ramona's brutal." Mm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great like single lines in in the end of the film, both in like the in the dramatic sense, but also in the comedy sense, because when um. When Doug rings up the police station, the guy answers them and he's like, precinct, and he's like, I went to a strip club doing a drug and he just, boom, just puts his phone straight down on him and just carries on eating his pizza. It's just so good. That scene is what? Those, those two cops. Sorry, no, no. The scene with the cops? Yeah, just the two cops. I just think they had just had some great moments. And when he says, we were so spooked, none of us went back to the club. <laughs> oh, they're at the diner with the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Like, give it a rest. Cause they went. I think. I think this is where the change of POV highlighted. I found is what made the film slow down a bit. Where you, you don't you don't really get too much of uh, Destiny or J Lo here, do you? It, you kind of get the different points of view, and it's switching between all the different characters. It explains the story. Mm. Just basically goes up to the end of the film. The, building the it's game. like the bit where um, yeah, is it dawn? So she's been. She's been grabbed and she's willing to spill, um, providing that she gets the the recording of them all. Um, Ramona, uh, Destiny's onto her, but it's again they use that the audio. So in, instead of the actual like film audio, it's the it's the recording from the microphone. Love that. Yeah, and you get like a bit of yeah. yeah when she she goes up the apartment and she knows she's straight away like identifying who's in room, what they're gonna do. They got to drug him. You do it, and trying to frame him and stuff. And I just thought like. I thought that was another another good scene. Um, yeah, just that audio mixing. Yeah, I thought it was good. Another good cop scenes when um, there's like an older cop with like greyish white hair and he's reading reading one of the one of the stories about the guys where he's like, um, you know, I, I was robbed for fifty thousand um, dollars on three nights, and he's like, he turns to other cops and he's like, he's like. They robbed him for fifty grand, and he still went back. <laughs> is that when that? Is that other victim where he rocks up to the police station? And he's giving his account. It's not the scene where they're squashed on the sofa. Is that that's with Doug, isn't it? Yeah, that's with yeah, Doug. Yeah. They've got that recorder. 
think it highlights uh, an issue as well that uh, the men are just so unwilling to to speak out that they don't want to the masculinity by a woman um, being a victim. Mm. Yeah. So as soon as one, as soon as one guy, did, I mean, the one guy that does it, he is broken, isn't it? He's the one with the uh, with the with the autistic child and his house had burnt down and all the rest of it. So he's like a broken man. That's why he felt like he had to do it. But as soon as he did it, a few yeah. more, a few more steps forward, didn't they? And then they eventually got caught. Yeah. yeah. I think the whole scene where they arrest J-Lo is a bit underwhelming. When she's just walking down the street and she goes to the cash machine. And they've got, like, for some reason, like, 25 cops around her with pistols, like, all drawn and stuff. In the three seconds but... that it took to get her money out from the from the dispenser. Yeah. Yeah. The and she only she gets, like... Parole, like same day. So it's like, did they need that many police with guns? Did they really think they were gonna? <laughs> of course, they, they, they did it like where <laughs> they ended up just chucking all four of them in the same cell. It's like I'm sure you would have probably wanted to keep them separate before you you went and yeah, interviewed so them all. Collaborate this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> this, this big operation. But yeah, we'll just stick them all all in the same cell. But I, I, I did enjoy I did enjoy the arrest well, of uh, Annabelle when uh, well, she just vomited. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you apologize. Yeah. <laughs> or even the bit when um, Ramona's in well, the cell. Sorry, Jack. I would say the the the, the bit where they were all in the cell corroborating the story and that it obviously didn't work because J Lo went in and started talking about some guy called Tony as if she was like he was like the pimp or something. No, Tony's then, Tony's one of the police officers, yeah. isn't it? And she said and she says what she says. Where's Tony? You know, Tony won't be standing for this. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can't speak to Tony. She says, I'm going to call him and pull yeah. his mobile phone out. And that's when one of the cops is like, who's giving him a mobile phone? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I missed that. I was like, oh, who, who was Tony? But then uh, Destiny takes the takes the deal anyway, doesn't she? So they obviously didn't corroborate a story. Yeah, they, all, they lay it on her, don't they, with the child. I think that 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 bit, this is a bit where I think it gets a bit a bit weak in the old character development because you, you, you've seen her become ruthless and quite in control and things. And at that bit, they, they buckle her quite easily. Seems just a bit, a bit odd. Yeah, because then there's some when it might probably flashes forward a bit. Does it where she does she phone up the interviewer? And so yeah. She just, but then she just goes straight into, oh yeah, I'm okay now. I've got this job. I'm going to go back to to college, and I've met this guy, and everything's fine. And it's literally as quick as that. That's just the the quick summary of how things have moved on. Yeah, yeah, and even even Ramona to us, and she's got a job. She were on probation for like five years or whatever, and it's kind of just like that. That's I guess the unsatisfying part of the story. Um, I mean, I know I know it's supposed to be based on like a real article and real events and stuff, but it's kind of like just seems very anticlimactic and, and almost there were no repercussions really, other than that they probably got a criminal record. Yeah, considering what they did, yeah, I'm presuming probations. You just literally stay on probation for. Don't do anything bad whilst you're on but, probation, basically. But... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They get. They get. Well, quite lenient sentences to say. The amount of people that they almost killed. They got turned in. <laughs> <laughs> Money stole. Yeah. Although saying that, though, I guess it it must be quite difficult to prove what they did. 
um, other than that sting operation. Especially if not many people, yeah, come, not many forward. people come forward. Even the sting operation, you get that thing where uh, Destiny senses that it's a, that it is a sting operation that, and that Dawn's setting him up, doesn't yeah. she? Because she says, you put it in, and she says, no, you do it. And actually, then Dawn ends up drugging that guy, that, the monitoring and everything, and it's... Yeah, what I was trying to get at is basically, how do we get involved? <laughs> how do we start doing some of this hustling? Because <laughs> times are times are tough. When are we going to start making the big bucks? Legit. You need how that. do we get? How do we? Francis in a room with so Boris you're Ramona. Um. Well, who said I'm Ramona? <laughs> Jack's Ramona. We've been through what? this. Your des- Who's destiny? I'm destiny then. <laughs> Surely we need to like bring it. We need to bring it back to like Magic Mike. Though we need to uh, you know, do it from the other so, side. So I'm Big M- Dick. Magic Fran. You're Big Dick Rick. What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Dan's Tarzan. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was Big that Dick was Dan. <laughs> BDD. Big Dick Dan. Anyway, yeah, we died. So what we're saying again. is, there's another podcast. It's on Magic Mike XXL. If you're just tuning in at this point. <laughs> let's uh, come on, guys. Let, let's bring it to the end, and, and let's let's give you the scores out of ten. Um, and Jack, it's, it's only right that you pick the film. What's your score at? My score. Um, out of 10. I think when we when we went in to watch it in cinema, we were kind of we kind of went in thinking, yeah, it's going to be a laugh. You know, it's got Cardi B in it, even though she was only in it for five minutes or so. Um, and we weren't really expect. I don't know about you, but I wasn't expecting it to be uh, any good at all. I was expecting it to be a bit of a, a bit of a jokey film. But do you know what? I ended up really enjoying it, and I think it had much more to it than I initially um, than I initially expected it to. So based on that, and now that I've rewatched it um, again and I enjoyed it again, I'll give it a seven. Yeah, do you know what? I think um, if you talk about trailer versus film. For a lot of things, I think the trailer for this film was done very cleverly because they just wanted to get a lot of people in the cinema to see it. So they made it look a lot more, you know, just yeah, just a lot more fun. It's all it were a bit it playing on the sisterhood thing, the whole um, yeah, girl, you know, girls, girls, girls kind of thing. But then actually, like I say, the actual story is quite deep and dark and a lot more depressing. And it's got a, it's got a lot more to it. Oh, I, I, I think I'd give it a seven as well. I think, I think you can watch it and enjoy it. Um, as, as one as it's, it's an interesting story. Um, it has those, it has those moments that are funny. Yeah, and it's, it's not a hard watch, and I think a lot of things are hard watches these days. So it deserves, it deserves that seven. Hmm. What about you, Fran? Let's let's hear it. Nine point nine. <laughs> nah, there weren't enough boobs. Um, <laughs> seven. I've I've put. A seven. I just wanted to make another vulgar comment. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a hard watch for Frank for a different reason. It was a hard watch because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn that one! Damn that one! <laughs> <laughs> We, teed, we all teed that up and then smacked it out at Pag. He <laughs> waited until the last bit of podcast. So uh, I, I also gave it a seven. 
Um, it, it, I remember it being good um, and that it weren't, I think, what it laid out in the, the trailer. Um, the whole girl drama comedy thing, um, which we've seen loads of times before. <clears throat> a lot of stuff that's coming out on Netflix and um, stuff recently. But um, yeah, then it's, it's just got this other half to it that's just, it's quite relentless and um, hard hitting um, to some degree. But um, I, I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more at the cinema. I enjoyed it more first time around. So um, I was giving it a seven thinking oh, it's a little bit lower than what I would have if this were a review after um, going to Cineworld. But um, on the viewing for the podcast, um, I think, yeah, it just highlighted that there's elements that are more interesting than than what I remember. And JLo is like, absolutely, you know, she's on fire on this one. Yeah, I think I think JLo's performance in yeah. this film is, is very good. I think it's quite underrated, it's, to be honest. I, I didn't yeah, think it's not even just the... Acting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very very minor early film. Um, I can't even think of another film that she's good in. There are probably are some others, but... Um... It's probably another reason that I never really expected anything of the film because I didn't yeah. think she was a serious actress really and well, yeah she that, that's just it so there's, there's always musician. I think there's always that stigma of musical uh, music artists in film a bit like wrestlers in action films now so for um to see that kind of like transition but then it'd be like a really really good role like it's a perfect fit not just because of the the physical side um but also like she can act this is really like this is really good film for, with with Jayla as as one of the the leads. Yeah, no, I think she like I think she, um, you know, emits power. Like like you, you can believe that she would be the crew leader and she would be this yeah this madam this cult this almost like cult head of this gang. She, she could have. Um, um, sorry. Uh, no, that was, she, yeah, just, she could have no. cheapened it by having had her song in it, but the fact that there isn't just—I almost feel like if this was a Rihanna film, for instance, one of her tracks would have featured in the club, like there is. Yeah, there'd been some sort of promotion. Yeah, for, whereas, for, uh, yeah. this is just J Lo uh, as an actress. Yeah, J Lo has that class. That, like she, she dominates every. There isn't a weak part of the film for J Lo. Um, and I just think it helps the fact that, you know, you have got the, the cheap almost cash-ins with Usher and stuff, and, and Rihanna does actually play on one of the scenes. It's, it's a good track, but... Usher, baby. <laughs> but the rest of it, beautiful. The rest of it is just, it's just class. Like, does the Scotty, the Scotty B play? Didn't notice. No, no, no. I think Jack's probably right about music being time mm. relevant, and obviously she, she was another time. Well, I just know that when when Lord was played right at the end, when um, when J Lo was being arrested, that was in 2013. I remember, I'm pretty sure that song by Lord came out in 2013 as well. That's what made me think, ah, I bet it's, I bet it's. Um, the Cardi yeah, B thing is obviously yeah. that Cardi B was a stripper, yeah. wasn't she, in real life? Yeah. Oh, Cardi B admitted to actually doing this to a guy. She said, I've, I've drugged someone. Before. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were really like, kickback about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got away with it, yeah. though. I don't think she got that much kickback, really. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's, yeah. A, it's a seven. Girl. 
There it is. Can't go around drugging people. <laughs> right, Ben. What's yours? I'm going to give it a six. I, def- I think, like Fran, yeah. I found it more entertaining first time when I saw it in the cinema. I didn't particularly think it was a film I was going to watch again. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do. I do think it's entertaining. I think it's surprisingly entertaining. Not really knowing much about it going in, apart from, of course, the trailer. Which the trailer, for some reason, seemed to big up Cardi B more. <laughs> I much remember, actually the film yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. all I can sort of remember from the trailer. Like it seemed to feature more of the early scenes rather than. Mm. Sort of just mainly like the, the strip club scene. Is that it? because when the film was coming out, Cardi B was super relevant, so it was trying to tap into like grabbing the audience? Uh, and then... It's just all that's that thing about getting bums yeah, in seats, isn't it? I mean. yeah. It was about selling tickets. So the, all the all the all the trailer is Cardi B, the girls walking in sync in doing that shot where they're walking through the bar, and um, you know, and then a few hints that you know there's going to be a lot of attractive women in it, just to make sure that. That those uh that those boyfriends and husbands can be dragged along as well to to sell another ticket. It's like all trailers, isn't yeah. it? You know, they're edit they're edited to sell yeah sell tickets. Sorry, Ben. So yeah, so um, I, I think I think it is entertaining, and I think I think most people should find it entertaining. Um, I do I do find some of the time skipping can be a bit clunky at times. Some of the some of the cut, some of them I thought worked really well, particularly the early ones. But then some of the others I didn't think worked so well. No, I think um, that's fair enough. I think that's fair enough. Yeah, and, and I thought towards the end it kind of it kind of ends. I think you said something like it, it was a bit lackluster, but that's because it it has to follow kind of like the story there. It can't really. Make up. It can't really end with a bang if it didn't end with a bang in real life. Yeah, so. it can't end with JLo being shipped to death in prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does make me quite interested in like the proper story. I'd quite like to know which elements have kind of been exaggerated. Uh, ho- yeah, exaggerated or Hollywoodized compared to what really happened. Like, I, d- I do wonder if they were all kind of Wall Street guys or whether it's just kind of make kind of like a point there. About the time. So, do you want to know more about Wall Street, or do you want to know more about the stripping? I just want to know more about the story in general about that's what happened. So, yeah, that was from <laughs> casual way to be completely creepy again, but uh, you, you played it off so professionally, Ben. <laughs> did it even break? Didn't break. Yeah. So, I think for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. So Dan, you obviously <laughs> bought that that last that laptop that time. <laughs> still, still pissed. So does that mean the film gets a five? <laughs> so yeah, well, that would that would be very generous, Brian. Uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to give it a four Oof. because Whoa, I'm, gonna to dra- I'm gonna have Damn. to drag the average down a bit here. I think you've you've gone all, all too high. To say that I don't know. I guess you have given it a middle of the road score, but yeah, I'm definitely. Glad this was one of the ones that I didn't pick to, to come along to the cinema with you guys for. So this was <laughs> my first and only viewing, hopefully. I know. I, I, look, I don't oh, want to yeah. tell Dan with that brush, but but Dan obviously just thinks that, you know, women should stay at home <laughs> and be homekeepers <laughs> and wives. He 
And you know, we don't believe in that. We believe in strong, powerful, independent women who have a truer, truer quality in the world. So, Dan, independent, you know, please ca- criminal, <laughs> drug spiking oh, women. Dan, focusing on <laughs> all <laughs> negatives. Yeah, <man>. <laughs> oh, oh, all of a sudden. Oh, so, sorry, Chief Inspector Dan. I didn't realize that you were such a cop, man. Knock. <laughs> That is, yeah, no. that's just one of the reasons that, yeah, I didn't feel like there was the good person to, to root for in this. I didn't, none of the characters were likable. Like, Doug? I didn't even think that, well, yeah, Doug, old Doug. Doug. Yeah. I'm just picturing Dan watching Goodfellas and that opening scene where, <laughs> where, they, where they, you know, they're, shoot, they're shooting that guy and stabbing him in trunk at boot and then it cuts and he says, I always wanted to be a gangster. Dan's like the guy I'm rooting for. <laughs> but yeah, no, sorry, Dan. It's like yeah, I think a few of you said about the ending. It's like, could there have been more about I don't know, just seeing it a bit more from the police's side rather than just like two comical cops digging into it for a, a few minutes. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just. Didn't enjoy that one, and the, and those audio bits for the interview they just did not work at all for me. Like it just stood out. It wasn't the type of film for that. I don't think it was very jarring. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. All right. down. I'd agree with you on, no, on no, that, that point, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I enjoyed those bits, but I feel like oh, imagine if they were in a, you know, a film specifically about spying espionage or something and they would have been like quite a cool like elements to add mm. but if they were in like a, a James Bond film then yeah fair enough because it's all fictional but this was based on a true story which is why I think it, it worked it just reminded you of the fact that is it you know it is a true story go on it's fair enough it's fair enough it's a we'd like a decisive uh, divisive film sorry we like we like it we, we don't like a uh, consensus amongst us all so i think i think we're a good pick in that sense and you know again it is on um, amazon prime in uk so if you were if you haven't given it a watch recently and you've uh, listened to this you know go and give it a rewatch because it is good oh yeah definitely definitely worth a watch or if not <laughs> just ignore Dan it's worth a watch bye <laughs> <laughs> well you know Dan said to watch Whiplash so watch Whiplash get your anxiety super high feel very uncomfortable feel like your world's just crashing around you during pandemic and then just switch straight onto Hustlers you know and be like hush your baby <laughs> just for that that two second bit it's worth it well I think that's gonna. I think that brings this episode to a close, and uh, you know we'll be we'll be uh, dragging Jack back again for um for another episode in the future. So Jack, get get thinking again what you think Dan will hate. Um, <laughs> to be fair, it's I thought the, I'm surprised I thought the hate reaction had come from Ben. But, uh, yeah, Ben. Ben gave it a six. I'm very surprised that you gave it a six, Ben. Yeah. But don't worry, I'll pick a, a film that you hate next time. <laughs> yeah, so fair enough, right, guys? We'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Same usual plugs on end of episode: films, amigos, Instagram, all all the social medias. Um, to see upcoming film announcements because we haven't actually decided what the next episode is going to be. Although it will be Franz yes. pick, 
Um, so Fran has picked many a great film, such as Magic Mike XXL, Twilight. mentioned yeah. before. Twilight, Twilight. So, so we, you know, check check back, check just check back on our old podcast. Just you know, there's this great a great selection. You know which ones are mine because they're all the best ones. So. I'm just concerned by the Magic Mike just got added to Netflix recently. That's that's my only worry here. Finish, yeah, the finish off. Mike, is, is there, there going to be a third? I feel like this could be a really good trilogy for us. <laughs> I knew I should have picked something else like Fifty well, Shades because then there's already three in the bank. Like we can just <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm 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 usually pro. Torturing Pro the fun. other amigos yeah. with films they don't <laughs> want to watch. Fun and but dance. What? Even I'm, uh, even I'm getting a bit, a bit, a bit twitchy on, on that. that but anyway, there'll be an upcoming episode. <laughs> let's let's start with Jack. Say your goodbye. It's goodbye from me. Bye bye. See you next time. Adios. Draw for me.